This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. One of my favorite foods, some of you might laugh at this, but one of my favorite foods is, is brownies, okay? And they're easy to make. They're, there's not a lot of ingredients. Even, even I can do it. And, it. and for me, it is really, really tasty, right? But some of the ingredients that you use to make brownies, if you just have them by themselves, they're not all that good, right? So for example, I'm not going to sit down to a, a nice big bowl of flour, right? I'm not going to say somewhere along the day, oh, if I could just have like a half a cup of Wesson oil, that'd be so good, you know, right? That's gross, right? But, but even the tasty ingredients of brownies taste better when they're put together with the other ones. They're better together, all right? And, and we think about like making brownies, you, you pour all the ingredients into a bowl, but then you don't leave it there like that, right? You mix it all together so that it all becomes one batter, and then you bake it. And then it's awesome, I'm telling you. Corner pieces are the best, too, all right? Now, I'm bringing this all up to you, not because suddenly we're going to have a chopped series here at Victory, or we're not going to, you know, break out into a let's beat Bobby Flay day, you know, but because we're beginning this new series that Pastor Ben talked about, The Path to Victory, and there are ingredients that make up the church, Okay, the, the ingredients are, are there. And Jesus told us, right, before he ascended into heaven, he said to you and me, Christians, a Christian church, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Okay, so what Jesus was saying to you and me as Christians, for those of us who are Christians, is grow in your faith, okay? Don't, don't try to live off yesterday's faith. Keep moving forward. Keep growing in faith. Keep hearing, keep doing, keep listening, keep growing. And go, share the good news of God and his kingdom with others so that others can come to faith as well. Okay, the early Christian church took that mandate very, very seriously, okay? And so they came up with five commitments or five ingredients of the church. And you see those up on the screen, right? There's gathering, there's groups, there's growing, there's giving, and there's going, Okay, and these ingredients of the early Christian church are actually the same ingredients of the Christian church today. Okay, and so we're going to look at these things. And I, and I want you to know that all those things, gathering groups, grow, give, and go, all those things are amazing by themselves, but they're actually even better together. And so today we're going to begin this series by looking at the first ingredient, the first commitment of gathering, as in gathering for worship on a weekly basis, a commitment to gathering together on a weekly 
basis. For those of you who are, are members here at, at Victory to the degree that you have signed the membership covenant, you know in that covenant, we go back into scripture and there's this scripture verse from Hebrews chapter 10 that talks about gathering. It says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So if you think about it, right, there's a, there's a reason why the writer had to write these words, right? Because some people were falling into bad habits that were actually in the process of shipwrecking their faith. And one of those bad habits that they were getting into was that they were not gathering on a weekly basis. Okay, they, they knew, a lot of the people knew that Jesus was important. They just forgot that he was all important, that he was the ultimate, that he was and is the key to life, okay? And, and Jesus knew all about this, right? And it was the same when Jesus was walking on the face of the earth. That's why he gave us this parable in, in Luke chapter 14. Remember, a parable is... Uh, earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And this is what Jesus says. He says, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Uh, another said, I just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I, I just got married, so I can't come. See, some people of old and, and some people of today, and right, to be honest, sometimes you and me too, we make excuses not to gather around God's word and God's people. We make excuses, Right? Sometimes it's maybe like this, you know, right? I, I'm so busy. I have so much to do around the house. I, I can't gather around God's word and God's people. For others of us, maybe, well, it's game day. I've got Packer tickets. I, I can't gather uh, with God and, and God's people. I, I can't do that. I have Packer tickets. Uh, for some of us, maybe it sounded like this point, you know, I stayed out so late last night. I'm so tired. I can't gather around God and, and God's people. I remember when I was a junior in high school, I was on the basketball team, and we had this tournament that was coming up. It was a Thanksgiving tournament, and we were going to get to fly to this tournament. And so, man, that was really cool back in the day in high school to be able to fly to a basketball tournament, right? And so that, that tournament was to start the Friday after Thanksgiving, and uh, so Thanksgiving and Wednesday before, right? Our church that I belonged to at the time, we worshiped in the YMCA, and that was going to be closed on Thursday. So Thanksgiving worship was going to be on Wednesday evening, just like it is here at Victory. Wednesday evening, Thanksgiving worship. Well, basketball practice also was on Wednesday evening. Guess what I did? Guess which one I gave more weight to. Uh, please excuse me. I've got to practice for a game. 
instead of worshiping with God and God's. Picture a balance scale, okay? And the word glory means weight, okay? And so if you you think of the balance scale, you can put whatever you want on the one side, but when you put God on the other side, that side of God just goes all the way down because it's the weighty one. It's the one full of glory. But think of what we do sometimes, right? Uh, we put money on one side and, and that, that tips it down, right? Because, you know, we, we'll say money isn't everything, but it sure is nice to have a little extra, isn't it? Right? But money can devalue, right? We all know that too. And if we put God on the other side and he has riches, riches that don't perish, spoil, or fade away, Eternal riches, when we put God on the other side, it drops that side all the way down. It's like all the money on the other side just goes flying out because it's not that important. But we need to think about that, don't we? Or we can maybe come up with excuses. Maybe think about uh, on that balance scale again, we put our possessions on one side. All those things that we think are, are valuable and it just tips way down, right? But then we remember that actually God possesses, owns everything, And that God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. And that God is very generous. And we find out that when we put God on that scale again, it just tips all the way down to the bottom right away. Because God is weightier. God has more glory than any of our possessions. Then another thing that that we'll sometimes put on, on the weight scale is time right? Time is so valuable. Time is so important. I don't have time. I wish I had more time, right? That's a weighty thing. But then when we put God on the other side, we find that God is above time. He has all the time. He is eternal. He is without beginning and without end. He, he's the one who controls time and things work out in his timing. And so when we put God on the scale, Boom, he's the one who is worthy of glory and honor and worship and not time. Another thing that that we put on the scale today and in our culture anyway is convenience, right? If it's convenient for me, I'll, I'll do it, right? If it's easy, I'll do it. But if it's too hard, I don't know. You know, we have trouble making up our minds sometimes because we're not sure when we get there if it's going to be convenient or not. We want to have an easy life. But when we put God and his cross on the other side, where Jesus takes away all of our sin, all of our guilt, all of our shame, those things that weigh our life down, those things that make our life hard, He's actually the one who's making the pathway easy and not only easy, but eternal. He is worthy of our worship. He deserves our worship. You know, and and sometimes too, right? One of the things that we put on the the scale on the other side is people or person, right? That, oh, this person is a bad, you know, fantastic, perfect, you know, and we just can't quit quit thinking about them or, or whatever. But they have faults too, right? 
We may be all starry-eyed and glazed, but they have faults too, and we know that. But God is holy. Absolutely, he has no faults, okay? Now, God made this other person too. God made that other person, but the sin, which didn't come from God, you know, that created that faults. God has no sin. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our gathering. There is no one like him. So on the, on the basis of, of who God is, what he has done, is doing, and will do, a guy named Paul, a, a follower of Jesus, he wrote this for us. He says, therefore, in view of all that, uh, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For the, by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. You hear what he's saying here? He's saying that we're to offer our bodies as living sacrifices to God and that we're better together. Better together. Okay, there, there are patterns in our sinful world, right, that are calling you and me all the time to sacrifice not ourselves, but to sacrifice God and God's people instead of making the sacrifice ourselves, right? And, and so this is what Jesus says into the culture that he was living in and into the culture that you and I are a part of today. So in other words, this is why he's saying into your heart and mind. He says, and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me, cannot be my disciple. John Tyson is a, a pastor in, in New York City. In the last week or so, I was listening to a podcast that he was being interviewed on. And, and one of the things they were talking about, in, in essence, maybe some of you remember 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the, the great love chapter in scripture. And at the end of it, it says, these three mean, remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And, and Tyson in the interview said, you know, we can do faith alone and we can do hope alone. And I'll be honest, I think he's right. But I also want you to know, I think that's really, really hard to do too. We can do faith alone. We can do hope alone. But he said, we cannot do love alone. It involves 
other people. It's 59 different times in scripture. We have these words like each other, like we are to do something for each other, with each other, to each other. 59 times we have these one anothering statements in scripture, like love one another, serve one another. And again, from, from Hebrews chapter 10, encourage one another. 59 times we're reminded that we're better together. The, the, the point of the church is, right, we need each other. We need to gather, right? And we need to gather around people and we need to gather around all of God's word as well. Acts chapter two, verses 42 to 47 really is kind of like the foundational passage for this entire series. And this is, this is what it says about the early Christian church and where we're headed to in our path to victory. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Did you, did you see all those words that were plural words that were brought into unity? Words like they and their and everyone and everything and together and anyone. It was all this big group brought in to one about everything. See, this is what Acts 2 didn't say, Okay. It's about plurality into unity. It didn't say this. Check this out, okay? Some devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and prayer. It didn't say a few were filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. It didn't say a handful of believers were to gather and had some things in common. It didn't say several sold property and possessions to give to a couple of people who had need. It didn't say once in a while they met together in the temple courts. It didn't say about 50 broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of a couple people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved, see? It doesn't say that because we need each other because God made it that we would be better together. See, not only do we need God's word and, and God's people, we need to be able to gather so that we can demonstrate our love for God and for all people. Right? And so when we, we gather, whether that's in, in person or online, we gather not to, what's in it for me? 
we gather not to try and earn some, some merit with God. Hey, I, I, I gathered around your word and with people. You make my life go smooth now, all right, God? No, we, we gather so we can worship God. See, we can, we can blow this whole gathering thing by not gathering. Uh, we can blow the, the gathering part of the church by gathering, but not paying attention. Okay. Does that happen to you ever? Be honest, right? Uh, we're here in church in person and, and maybe we're thinking, golly, you know, when I get home, I, I've got so much to do. I, I've got to clean the house. And, and maybe for those gathering online, uh, I caught you in the middle of cleaning the house, doing the dishes, right? Uh, or maybe we're, we're here in person and we go, man, I can't wait. Today's a, today's a great day. Football, NFL football season's really kicking off. The games start at, at noon, right? And that's what we're kind of thinking and, and whatnot. And, and maybe for those who are worshiping online, you know, you've got your one device on worship and you've got another device that's got the pregame show going on. We, we, get, we get so easily distracted. You know, we're, we're here now and we're going, yeah, I got to, you know, in person, got to get to the grocery store and get some things so I can grill out uh, and thanks because it's going to be a great afternoon. And, and maybe uh, for those of us who are gathering online, we're, we're flipping pancakes right now. We get so easily distracted like I did when I was a uh, junior in high school. And I wish I hadn't done that. And I wish that were the only time. Um, we blow the gathering thing by not gathering or by gathering but not paying attention or by gathering and paying attention but then not doing what God tells us to do. I won't ask you to join me in a show of hands of who's blown this before, okay? But I think, right, we, we've got a, a 100 growing across. We've all messed up. From, from time to time, when it comes to worshiping God. And you know what God says to us? When, when we've blown the worship of him, when we've blown giving him the honor and the glory that he's due, when we've blown doing the easiest thing in the whole world, this is what Jesus says to us. We find it in Isaiah chapter 55. He says, a very compassionate heart. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Jesus says, I got that. Let's go. Let, let's, let's do it together now. See, he, he invites us all. He invites the rich, the poor, the young, the old, the different ethnicities, people from every nation, tribe, and, and language. He invites the addicted, the abused, the confused, those with chips on their shoulders, those with wounded hearts, whatever. He just invites us together. He says, hey, come on, let's meet together. Because he's so kind and he's so loving. And he's still so holy. You know, when, when Jesus walked on the face of the earth, he gathered for worship. We're his followers. Let's, let's follow him. And you know, not only that, really, if we look at it, Jesus went first. 
Jesus really started the gathering. He is the head of the church. Jesus didn't wait to have this gathering until you and I got our act together when we started acting a certain way. Jesus didn't wait for a, a gathering until we said a certain prayer. He just came and started the gathering. And part of that gathering, part of that worship was prayer, praying for you and me, for our protection, for our salvation, for blessing in our life. And when Jesus came to the gathering, he gave his all in worship. He didn't give most of himself. He didn't give half of himself, just a little bit here and there. He gave his all on the cross, right? All of the time. And when he gave his all, he took all of our sin, all of our sin, including all of our idolatries where we've worshiped someone or something other than him or when we've just given him half-hearted worship. So Jesus calls us today to be a part of his family gathering, to move from death to life, from dread to expectation, from fear to faith, from guilt to the freedom of grace, from sorrow to joy, from being burdened to being set free. Jesus calls us to gather, to gather from wandering around to being in wonder and awe of him. Jesus calls us from isolation to gathering because he knows we're better together. And so for those of us who are gathering in person and online, it's great, great to have you gathering around God's word and with God's people. Keep on gathering, keep on gathering. And then let's invite others to gather with us, right? We all know right now, we all know someone who isn't gathering. Let's invite them together. Again, an, an easy tool is that VOTL.life. Inviting someone to church, that's the little card there. You can just take out your phone, text someone, call someone up, DM someone, write them a card. Invite others to gather with us. Because as you know by now, the truth is we're better together. Let's pray. Lord God, we, we thank you for inviting us together. That, that, that the gathering isn't about being perfect. It's the gathering is for imperfect people. It, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Lord Jesus, thank you for inviting us in together. Thank you for blessing us with your word, with your love, with your life. Lead us to worship you this day and every day and continue to gather together. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast. 
brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.